Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations and self-recorded episodes like this to help you improve your golf game, your fitness, and your health, and I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. And today, what I am going to do is I'm going to answer three questions which I've had submitted to me via Instagram because that's a, a really good source for people reaching out for different issues or sometimes I'll ask different questions uh, about you know, what do you need help with with your golf fitness or what things do you struggle with and, and that type of thing. And these are just some of the questions that I've had more recently in the questions that I've asked on Instagram or, or I've had submitted to me. So, and they're, they're very common ones that I've had a fair few times, like repeated a, a few times. So I thought I would take the time to answer them here, uh, very similar to how I've answered them on Instagram uh, via either voice note or, or via text uh, reply. So the first question, and, and they cover a range of topics. Um, they're not just on the one thing. Some of them will overlap, obviously, because it's all about golf fitness, and, and there's definitely some interlap, uh, overlapping or in, intersecting. So I'll get to it. The first one we're going to talk about is, uh, or the question was in regards to mobility versus flexibility, and what's the difference, and why are they important in the golf swing? Now, I'll firstly start by saying what mobility and flexibility are, like the definition of them. So if you think of flexibility, we're looking for length in a muscle. So if we think about standing tall, have our legs straight, and then keeping our legs straight, we hinge forwards at the hips and try and reach down and touch our toes. That's testing the flexibility in our hamstring. So between the knee joint and between the where it intersects into the hip, we're testing the length or the flexibility of our hamstrings. And we can do that along joints, essentially. The next one, mobility. What is mobility? So uh, mobility is range of motion around a joint. So if you were to hold, a, hold your hand out in front of you, clench your hand into a fist, and then uh, point your finger up to the sky, and then try and draw as big a circle as you can with that finger, then that's testing your rotation or your range of motion through your wrist by drawing that big circle. So essentially one is around a joint and one is along a joint. So flexibility, mobility. Now what I'll talk more about is mobility because flexibility, uh, it, it can limit what we do in the golf swing and it can often be the cause of a lot of things. But what I find mostly is we're looking for range of motion and then strength through that range of motion. And the biggest issue for most people and most golfers that I work with and, and golfers that are on my app is the mobility thing. So mobility is key because we need our joints and our body to move through certain ranges of motion in order to complete a golf swing without overstressing or overloading other parts of the body. So what I'll, because I was just writing about this and creating a new, um, I'm creating a new portion to my app, which actually educates people on these particular swing faults or swing issues. And the one that I was writing about today was loss of posture. So loss of posture for those who don't know is if we're standing there, uh, so we're filming ourselves from face on. So I'm looking at myself face on as I uh, film my golf swing rather than down the line, which is looking towards where you're going to hit the ball. So if we're looking face on and in my setup position or my address position, I was to draw a line from directly underneath the, the middle of my butt on the ground and draw it straight up. I should just intersect my body in half pretty much. And that should be the angle that my spine is on 
or maybe it's slightly pointing forwards or slightly pointing backwards, but that's our reference point. Then if we are to lose posture, what that would look like when we are swinging the golf club is as we rotate into our backswing, we would notice that our spine angle would change so that if that line was going from straight and it started pointing towards our target line or you're leaning like your left shoulder if you're a right-handed golfer is starting to lean more towards the target uh, then that is where we start deeming it a loss of posture uh, in our golf swing so the reason i bring this particular fault up is people can think it's a lack of rotation or a lack of something and one of the causes for it is a lack of hip mobility so if you think about it, we need our hips to rotate as we initiate our backswing. So our hips rotate, then our shoulders rotate or they continue to rotate further and wind up and, and create that rotational uh, ability to torque or potential for torque to be produced. And then once we reach the top of our backswing, obviously unloading that and delivering all that torque and power and speed to, to the golf ball. Now, if we start to rotate our hips and they stop at a certain point, then obviously if we don't have a, a good amount of rotation through our thoracic or, or upper body and we can't rotate even further with that than we normally do to make up for a lack of hip mobility, then we're going to have to start doing something else to compensate. And generally that if, if we're loading our right leg or turning into our right leg as a right-handed golfer, so that's initiating our backswing, if our internal rotation of our trail hip is limited our thoracic rotation must make up for it if our thoracic rotation can't make up for it then we need to start looking at what else is going to do it and normally it's people will start leaning back over further and losing posture so you can see there that it's not really a lack of mobility through my thoracic even though it may appear to be that it's actually a lack of rotation and mobility through my trail hip which is causing me the problem or the issue, the swing fault or swing characteristic of loss of posture. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the site of the issue that is the cause of it. Oftentimes, and I'm going to answer a question about this later, but the pain or the site of the pain is actually not often the problem. Like it's something else which is causing that or can often be something else that's causing that in a golf swing. So uh, that is why uh, mobility is important because we need each of our body parts and each of our each of the areas of the body to be uh, pulling its weight essentially, or, or providing the rotation or the you know the movement that it needs to provide. So we're not overstressing other parts in order to make up or compensate for that. So uh, hopefully that answers that question and um, that made a lot of sense to you guys and you understand that. And the one of the things uh, which I sort of alluded to before, which I'm creating within the Fairway Performance app, is actually some articles on this so it's going to be uh, loss of posture is the title and within that it'll be this is what causes it this is what the fault is um, these are some physical limitations that are often um, exhibited by the person who has this issue and then uh, some other issues which can cause it which are not body related so they might be like grip related or um, like swing related or something like that like clubs are too heavy or you hold too strong a grip or other bits and pieces uh, and then uh, I'll also have three different little mobility circuits or three different exercise circuits mobility circuits flexibility circuits strengthening circuits whatever you want to call them which will help to eliminate that swing fault so they're just 
working on the areas that can be tight or sore or, or causing that problem. So um, I want people to have the one to educate themselves on it to what causes it and how they can help get out of it and then to show them which exercises and stuff are actually going to address that so they can do them every single day and then see a big difference on the course and then when their swing coach wants them to do a certain thing or a certain movement or feel a certain feel in the swing they can actually do that because their body moves better and they've addressed the site of the the problem uh, cool. The next question is, what would I recommend for somebody looking to get started in their golf fitness journey or to take their golf training a little more seriously? And the best way, and this is obviously very dependent on people's budget and time and all the things, but I'm going to put an A-plus scenario here. If you have the time, the money, the effort, the motivation, all that stuff, the best possible outcome you're going to get is the first point of call is doing a TPI screening with someone who is a TPI um, screener or assessor and they've done the TPI level one certificate which enables them to uh, go and use the TPI method for screening golfers to test their mobility, flexibility, uh, range of motion, strength, all that stuff and determine what areas that person is limited in so that they can then address those things and build that person to be a better golfer. And the first and foremost is to see someone. Now, I do that online. Um, people can get access to doing that with me via my Instagram. Uh, they can reach out to me or there's literally a link on there that they can click on it. Um, they can book it and pay for it and schedule a time directly in my calendar on there. So that's the first way to do it. Or if you go onto the TPR website, you can actually search for someone in your local area if you want to go and see them in person. And you're going to be able to do that screening with them and get the result from it. And it, it's a standardized screen. So if you do it with me, it should be no different to doing it with other people. Now, I know there's some practitioners out there who definitely, you know, skirt things or don't do the screening or don't do it in full or don't provide an explanation at the end. But my goal with it is to run through the screening and then to sit down and talk about what swing faults can be present with that person uh, because of the limitations in their mobility or flexibility or strength, and then a few exercises that you can incorporate to actually fix that, and then on the back end to also set them up within the TPI app and a mobility plan that they can do daily, which is uh, available for you know on their phone through the TPI app, which they get access to via me from from doing the screening. And it's something they can literally just do every single day, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45, 60, or 90 minutes. Uh, I give them a plan that they can work with to, to get better with that. Now, that's the first one. And obviously, it's a more costly one, and not everyone can afford that. So what I've tried to do with it is I've actually recorded and put into my Fairway Performance app the movements or the screening, the tests that we use in the screening so that people can do a self-assessment if they to subscribe to the app. So when you go in there, I've got it listed as mobility self-assessments. You can click on the video and there's a few five-minute YouTube videos which will run through the upper body test, the lower body test, the flexibility, the golf-specific posture stuff, and just all the tests that are needed to run through the TPI screening. And I then have also created, which I just mentioned before, if you've got this fault or that fault, what exercises you can do and everything to fix those things. So you are just not getting told by me directly, um, but 
obviously if it's a more cost effective thing you're obviously not going to get as much you know time from the person so this is a, a more cost effective route if someone's got more uh, or less money and more time to invest in doing it but if you've got less time and you want to spend more money to save yourself some time uh, obviously you'll get a tpi screening from a, a tpi pro like me or somebody else now the next thing you're going to do is once you've learnt uh, about what your limitations are and some exercises that can fix it, you want to learn more about the swing faults and how the limitations that you have play into that swing fault. So, I mentioned just before the example of about, uh, or the example about, I should say, the uh, trail hip internal rotation being limited, which was causing loss of posture. Now, with a, a lot of golfers, there's all sorts of different things that cause. Uh, different you know swing faults or whatever so it's important to get to know what those things are and another example that I'll use is uh, lack of strength and uh, stability or balance in your legs and particularly the trail leg in a a right-handed golfer so the right leg and one of the things that I've seen over many screens is, is people who start to develop a bit of a sway. So a sway is if you're set up in your posture, you don't start with a rotation, you start with a lateral movement back of the body, which turns into a rotation of the hips and shoulders, and then you go about your swing. And what this does is it's creating lateral movement in the body, which is a really good way to decrease the amount of power you can put into a a golf ball or to hitting a golf ball because lateral movement is not as strong or as powerful as rotation because we can create obviously torque with rotation and that's going to allow us to to create more power with hitting the golf ball so if we know what our limitations are and how it can show up in a golf swing and we're educating ourselves more on those things in the golf swing then we can start to more self-diagnose things as they start to come up and it's been one of the most beneficial things for me doing the TPI screening course, the level one TPI course, and then going further into the power level two and the fitness level two courses. And I'm also looking at doing some of the golf ones where you learn more ball flight and other bits and pieces around that. And the the great thing about it is you can start to feel it or see it in your swings. Like if your friend's you know filming you at the course and you're hitting a certain shot on, on a day and you're like, oh, I feel felt like it was this but the video actually shows that and you know I watched the videos in Sean's app and he showed me that if my internal hip rotation is bad it leads to xyz then you can start you know diagnosing it and instead of it taking you know you watching a video you can start to feel it on the course and then or you can start to see a certain shot shape or you know when you start to hit a certain shot shape or um, you know, you start losing power or you're blocking it or you're hitting big duck hook or whatever the thing might be, you know straight away like, oh, I know when I hit that, it means I'm not turning my hips or doing this thing. So you can either throw in a couple of mobility drills on the tee box, you know, before you hit next shot or you can just go about a few practice swings and just focusing on that thing and then getting your swing thoughts back in check and then you know start self-assessing and correcting on the golf course. And I know this can be a really good thing or a really bad thing for a lot of people, but I've found it really helpful because it puts control and power back into my hands so that I have a say on improving and, and getting better, you know, trying to get better as I go through the round and actually having some problem solving and fixing there or ability to do that rather than feeling powerless and and unable to do that on the course. So uh, 
yeah, that's all I really want to say on that one. But that's exactly what I would look around. Uh, that's exactly what I'd recommend for someone looking to get started is to get an assessment, start learning more about it. Um, whether it's a paid assessment and you you're doing it for just for one hour and you get all this stuff on the back end, or whether you're doing it as a part of joining my app and figuring it out that way and spending a little more time watching all the videos and and less money, um, that's the best way. And then obviously from there you can start to follow different training programs which are going to assess uh, or not assess. They're going to um they're going to target those areas that you need to address and and get stronger or more mobile in. And um for anyone that's in my app, they know that they can just reach out to me and say, hey, I'm struggling with you know this certain thing. Uh, which programs should I follow? And I can just point them directly to one of those programs or the mobility assessment or whatever, and and they'll get a result from that. Now. The third and last question that we're going to talk about today is uh, this person, uh, when they messaged me, they said, I'm getting a sore lower back after rounds lately. Uh, What is the best exercise to strengthen my back and core? Because I think that's the issue. Now, great that this person has, you know, they think that they've diagnosed what the thing is. So they think it's their back and their core that's causing the issue. But the first thing that I would, the, the first thing that I would get this person to do is actually do an assessment because... Like I said in the first question, we don't know whether it's your back and your core that are causing this issue. If it is, then like I'm mistaken in answering this question, and that's fine. You obviously, you know exactly where you need to go and work on and, and do all that stuff. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you probably haven't gone down that route because not a lot of golfers have uh, through either not knowing how to or who to do it with or, or why they need to do it and how it's going to help them. So... The first step is to go and get yourself an assessment or do the mobility self-assessments in my app and figure out what um, what limitations you have. And then we can start looking at what those limitations are and what sort of swing faults can show up. And even watching a few of your swings yourself or, or with me to see if that is actually showing up in your swing. And if that's the thing that's showing up in your swing, then we can address the issue that's causing the back pain. And if we look at the first example that I was talking about before, when we look at someone with a loss of posture, with a loss of posture, the most common problem that people present to a health professional or whatever for because of that swing fault is lower back pain. And the lower back takes a whole lot of the load during the golf swing for many different reasons, which I won't, you know, go into all the details here, but it causes the lower back to take up a lot of work and do a lot of work and a lot of strain when completing your swing. So it is often the site of soreness, although for that person that we were talking about before, the cause of the loss of posture is not their back, it's actually their trail hip. So... If we're looking at it from this sense, then the thing that we need to do is assess what what issues are going on. Then once we know that, then we can see what's causing it and we can attack it in two different ways. We can one, attack the lower back pain because obviously we want to get ourselves out of pain ASAP so that we don't have to deal with that and we can do and get back to the thing that we love sooner. And then secondly, while we're working on reducing that back pain and reducing potentially the inflammation or soreness or tightness or whatever it is there, we can also be working concurrently on the hip mobility so that that problem doesn't then present itself as soon as we've made the area, um, you know, reduce the soreness or whatever in that area. So the, the 
the thing that most people get wrong with rehab or the I, I believe is the issue that causes you know systemic problems for people is they get a problem in the back the health practitioners are you know just so focused on getting this person out of pain and this person is so focused on getting out of pain that they don't think about the future and how they're going to sustain not having that pain in the future so they work on the side of the problem and they don't go back to what's actually caused it and work on both of them at the same time so that when they do go back to playing their sport they don't see that issue come up over and over and over and over and over again because that's the you know and and once that does start happening over and over again then we actually start getting, you know, the back is actually the cause of a lot more of the problems or the back is actually, because it's so sore and tight, you're changing your swing so massively or the changing whatever movement pattern it is you're doing that you're starting to bring other areas into it because they're now starting to make up for the lower back. So the hips caused an issue in the back and then because the back's tight and you still want to do the sport or the thing or the movement, then because the back sore, you compensate somewhere else and then we start getting pain somewhere else or we start injuring ourselves somewhere else because of that. So rather than it just building and building and building this massive problem, we at first, like whenever you have an injury or whenever you have an issue like this, find the site and obviously that's really easy because that's where the pain is. Find what's causing that pain, whether it's actually that area being weak or the core being weak, which is causing it or go to the hips, which is causing the loss of posture in this in this instance. And then once we address both of those things, hopefully we don't start to get this vicious systemic cycle of um, all these issues. So, um, and then once obviously you fix that problem, you can then start working with your practitioner on actually getting out of, out of pain is already done. You can actually work on more performance. So, they can start showing you how to get more performance from the improved, you know, body positions or mobility that you've built while addressing and, and rehabbing this uh, issue that you've had. So, um, to quickly recap the questions: mobility versus flexibility, and why they're important for the golf swing. Uh, what I recommend for someone getting started with their golf fitness or or taking their golf fitness journey to the next level. Uh, and then the third one is sore lower back after training. What are some exercises to strengthen the back or the core? Um, or where should this person start? So I really hope that you know answering these questions has been helpful for you. Uh, keep an eye out on my Instagram in the coming weeks. Um, I have a few guests coming on in the near future. I've actually got three or two people booked and a third one that I'm looking to get booked in the very near future. They're all really exciting guests who I know that you guys are all going to love. And... Uh, after that, or maybe in between that, depending on when I record those, I'm going to put on the Instagram uh, some questions that you want me to answer in the podcast. So uh, you can either save them till you see me post that up, or if you have any, send them directly to me straight away so I can screenshot them and save them and, and keep them on the list because um, I'll probably prioritize those ones, to be honest, if you spend the time to actually reach out to me and ask the question and I'd love to answer it. And And I'll probably answer um, three questions was okay today because it was just three fairly quick ones. Um, if I if I get a lot, then I, I might even go up to five questions and answer five next time. So uh, I really hope this episode helps you guys. Um, again, if you've taken the time to listen to this, um, I thank you. And the best way that you can support the show is to follow me on Instagram first and foremost. 
Um, and then you can also leave me a five-star rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to, and that will help the show grow. It'll help me get more good guests on uh, and provide more good content and hopefully insightful conversations or chats like this um, that I've had with you guys. So thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy, and I'll see you guys next time.